Writing section. Now listen to part of a lecture on the topic you just read about. Often in medical research, new evidence makes us take a fresh look at causation. Now, the immediate causes of asthma are not in doubt, but there is some new thinking about the fundamental causes of this condition. It's been said that after an asthma attack, the airways of the sufferer return to normal. But what about in between attacks? Until recently, it was assumed that bronchial function returned to normal until the onset of a new attack. But it has become clear in some asthmatics that the airways can become permanently narrowed and the walls of the airways thickened. These abnormalities in asthmatics' airways are due to what is called remodeling. It used to be thought that remodeling was the result of long term inflammation. A kind of scarring from repeated episodes over a long period. But more recently, it has been suggested that remodeling of the tubes is not only a result of this scarring, but also may be the primary cause of the condition. In other words, remodeling may be fundamental to the disease. This idea has gained acceptability recently due to evidence from studies of young children. This research shows that many asthmatic children already have remodeled airways. So, according to this view, remodeling is not just a consequence of asthma, it may also be an underlying cause. So, what causes the remodeling in the first place? Certainly, genetic factors play a role. But it seems that a combination of genetics and the environment are to blame. In other words, Certain individuals may develop remodeled, vulnerable airways due to the environment affecting them even before birth. Summarize the points made in the lecture you just heard, explaining how they cast doubt on the points made in the reading. The program continues on the next CD. Writing section. Now listen to a professor's response to the reading passage. Now, in this course, we focused on the need for judging unusual claims with strong empirical evidence. I want you to take a fresh look at the claims here. Many people will accept dowsing without question, just assuming that somehow underground water does or Can be detected because it gives off invisible frequencies. Can we accept this? On the face of it, this is an unusual claim since it seems to go against the laws of physics. Now, I've said before, and I'll repeat it here extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. But、uh, first of all, these forces or whatever that are supposed to be given off by objects are. Are unknown to science. Attempts made with very sensitive instruments have not been able to detect them. Think about it. We have instruments that can detect weak radio signals from distant objects in space, but we can't detect signals from a nearby material that is claimed to exert a strong pull on dowsing tools. Furthermore, there have been Numerous attempts to test what we might call the dowsing hypothesis. To test whether, under strict 
scientific conditions, it still works. It's been found that when the experiment is, uh, when all the variables are controlled, that dowsing doesn't work. The results it gives are no better than random luck. In other words, if you dig for water anywhere at all, you would have a chance of finding it. The same kind of chance that a dowser would have. So, under strict conditions, dowsers have about the same chance as anyone with a hunch. Now, when experiments have been performed without strict conditions attached, it seems that dowsing can be successful. I'd like you to think about this and come with your own ideas tomorrow on how this could be possible. Summarize the points made in the lecture you just heard, explaining how they cast doubt on the points made in the reading. This is the end of the audio program. Thank you for listening.